Welcome to the Grace Church Conversations podcast, a weekly resource to help you apply Sunday to Monday. I'm Jared. And I'm Craig. And we're joined by the one and only Caleb. I'm back. Caleb Wilkinson, you bearded fellow. How are you? It's been a while. It's been too long. long. It's been too long. It has been a while since I'm doing well. My beard is, if you haven't noticed, it's less... Yeah, old, yeah. is before. that uh, is it's that true. a coronavirus trim? I, you know, I don't know. It was a my wife's going to cut it in the middle of the night, uh, or I'll cut it during <laughs> the day, kind of trim. But I, I did have uh, sort of some secondary thoughts. Could this carry it? Um, now, did further. you th- just wonder that, or did you actually read that? Or I didn't that? read it. No, I think I told people I, I, I cut it. I don't know, on like St. Patty's Day. Oh, and um, really? And That's so I, like I told the most people, I told people I'm, I'm trying to do. scrub up. You know, this is my version of a mask or whatnot. And oh. I don't want to uh, keep it in here. That's like the opposite of what you should do on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, well, I, really. I think I waited till the day after. I think that was my well, benchmark until Monday. Let me get to St. Patty's Day. Yeah, there you go. Let me live yeah. out my heritage, uh, mm. my Irish heritage. And uh, are you really Irish? I'm a quarter Irish. Ah, very well, nice. there you Gra- go. My grandma's 100% Irish. Wow. That's cool, wow. man. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. There you go. Well, you find out something new. you got to listen to the Conversations yeah. podcast because you That's never right. know what kind of... Uh, you're going to learn so much. You're going to learn things, yeah. yeah. You never know. Well, Caleb, it is great to see you. This is the first time I've seen you in person in two weeks, right? Yeah. Because yeah. tell our listeners, why have none of us seen you in two weeks? Well, today's actually the first day I'm sort of cleared by uh, our um, doctor's recommendation. Uh uh, so about two weeks ago, a little over, uh, Monty started feeling just some weird symptoms, um, that she's never had. She has seasonal allergies, uh, but she, um, was experiencing things that she'd never had. She was experiencing things like, like a panic attack or something. She'd never had a panic attack. Mm. She felt this tightness in her chest and had a dry cough and was getting lightheaded. Her, mm. her legs were sort of, and, and her arms were kind of turning into jello. Oh, wow. And she would all of a sudden have, be like leaning over a counter or the table or wow. calling me to help her. So uh, that was about a little over two weeks ago. And so we um, were recommended to go to uh, a doctor. We ended up having to go to an urgent care because the primary care doctors weren't able to see her. And they quickly moved her to the emergency room. And um, yeah, they ended up they ended up sending her home that day. It was a scary moment when she was describing the kind of scene on the phone when she was there. Um, but they sent it her her home that day and say, "Listen, we don't know. You could be having panic attacks. You could all of a sudden have developed asthma like this week. Yeah, um, it could be you know rare seasonal allergies, or you gotta you gotta think that there's a strong possibility you have COVID. So your symptoms aren't uh, extreme and." Uh, you're not a, really a high risk age group or whatnot. So go home and everyone in your home and you need to stay at home for 14 days. Wow. And so we've been, we've not been to a store in 14 days. Today's the first day we're cleared. What's wow. the first store you're going to go to? Well, well I, you already I, went. This is I, a good, went. that's a good question. I know the answer. <laughs> so that's I went good. this morning to, this morning was the first time I went to any kind of store or anything. We went and got donuts. Oh yeah, there you go. So, I think it's great that a yeah. guy that weighs seventy eight pounds is going to the donut <laughs> store. I love that. <laughs> yep. Seventy eight pounds. Yeah. Yep. Well, when he's wet. Yep. But I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's that, good. That man. is so good that you're you're a world class athlete going to the donut store. Yeah, that's why. I, that's why. I run. Yeah, that's why you run. Donuts. So you can go to the donut yep, store. Exactly. Well, do you run to the donut store? <laughs> you just wake up. You're so excited. I do run Heck with by driving. the donut store. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> 
I usually I ran before the donuts. You're a marathon runner. I don't know how to get them back. They, they doesn't yeah. seem, it doesn't seem like a wonderful idea to be carrying donuts while I'm running. Oh, that's a good point. Have a, you could have a couple dozen waiting for you at the finish line. There you go. Could do that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So <laughs> just to bring this full circle, or, or not full circle, I guess, but to bring it to a conclusion, Maddie's okay now. So the story has a good ending, right? Yeah. As yeah. far as I know, um, she started feeling better about four or five days ago. So it's about... 10 days or something of, of not feeling good at all. Just uh, uh, coughing. She was functional most of the days, most of the day, most of the days. Um, but she would get weaker each night and, and have some of these kind of fainting spells and tightness in her chest and coughing. But that, wow. that went away about four or five days ago. Mm. So we're good. We were, we were told to uh, be, just be looking out for fevers. And if anyone yeah. in our home got a fever, go to the emergency room. Yeah. And uh, so we never had any fevers. And uh, yeah, so we think we're, wow. it's behind us. We yeah. think we, we don't know if we had it or not. Um, but uh, we were really, what, what caused us to really say, let's not take any risk. Yeah. We didn't want to be, we didn't want to transmit it to someone. Yeah. You know, so yeah. we're trying to love other people. Just well, just home. say you had it. I mean, if you really had to stay home for 14 days, you might as well claim it. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Own, I think so. own, own that. Was, was that naming and claiming? What did you say? <laughs> well, here, here's the thing, Jared. I don't know if you remember from the very beginning, we started, we've done two a week for a little mm-hmm. while now. When this all started, we said, yeah. let's communicate a little more. And one of the first things I was thinking was, let's get Caleb on here to talk about, you know, what? how do these uh, times of quarantine and mm-hmm. all that we're experiencing right now, what are the kind of typical uh, things that go on, not necessarily in the body, but the soul, uh, yeah. the heart, what well, could be the body as yeah. well, but the mind yeah uh and what kind of emotions are we typically facing and how do we process all that and then he went and got quarantined we couldn't have him on well (laughs) that was that was actually my doing i thought you know it'd be great for him to come on and talk from you know just his his (laughs) long experiencing of of counseling people but to have firsthand experience and bring that to the podcast this is gonna be much more powerful yeah Yeah. so i mean i don't know if that's technically a crime (laughs) so did you like spike my drink yeah that's right i infected you i don't know but but it is true you are coming with a fresh set of uh, uh, eyes to the situation. It's not theoretical for you. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't feel theoretical. It felt like this isn't going to happen to us and all that and felt very distant uh, until Madi really called me and said, I'm in the ER. Uh, They moved me to the ER and they've sort of placed me in a room and put like, uh, you know, do not trespass signed on the outside. And the only people that were seeing me were, um, were people gowned up from head to toe. And she didn't know they were taking x-rays and doing blood work. And so wow. that that was all of a sudden real. Like, am I going to be able to yeah. see her again? Am I going to be able to get in there? What's yeah. going to happen? So, um, yeah, uh, not experiencing the same emotions as everyone else, but I definitely have experienced fear. Yeah. Uh, especially when Madi was, was calling me from there. Wow. And, well, uh, yeah. It is a challenging time, isn't it? I've, yeah. I've heard on a couple of the different press conferences where the president has communicated a desire to sort of get the country back to normal because he's made the comment, you know, like our country's not meant to be sort of shut down like this. And I think he's talking about getting people back to work and all that, which is obviously true. Uh, But I was thinking when he said that, so he's talking macro ultimately, Uh but I was thinking micro, we're not made to be isolated from other humans when we're uh, so commonly, you know, our common experience is being in community with others mm-hmm. and uh, doing our jobs, um, going and, and doing our, you know, our hobbies and um, 
what all the various guys, our shopping, our in, interactions, our small groups, our church services, mm-hmm. our volunteering, all the kinds of stuff we do, sports, everything that happens in life. And that's all shut down and we're sort of cooped up inside. So that, yeah. you know, when he says that at a micro level, which I, I wouldn't, none of us would dispute that. Obviously the country's not, business wasn't created to shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so I think at a micro level, it's so true and we're feeling that. And the longer this goes, the more we feel it, right? That we're, mm-hmm. we're not created to be isolated. Some listening to this may be a single adult. You're literally isolated by yeah. yourself in a home. Yeah. Others of us have uh, perhaps lived with our families or roommates, mm-hmm. uh, but still there's, uh, we're created for a communion beyond the immediate family, yeah. not, not just there. Yeah. And uh, so this is an unusual, I think an unusual time. Yeah, yeah definitely. This is not normal. Yeah. This is not normal. And it goes against so much of our design. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying. We're not designed. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. One thing that struck me and you kind of telling what happened, you know, Madi wasn't feeling well and you guys made the decision of like, okay, well, we need to, we need to do something. I feel like there's probably a lot of us who kind of, and, and even for myself, uh, probably feel like, you know, it has to be a really distinct line of not feeling well to take that step of like, okay, maybe we should do something about it. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like a lot of people probably think in their mind, like, this isn't that bad. This isn't that good. I don't know if your experience sheds any light on that, but what, what would you say to someone who's just kind of like, you know, we have had like some symptoms here and there, but maybe it's just allergies. Like, would you, like, what are your thoughts on it from a, from personal perspective? Where's that, where was that line for you guys of just saying like, we really need to check this out versus social distancing and we'll just take care of ourselves at home. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were having to do that, uh, probably like a lot of other people just for a few days before we actually, it became very clear for us when the doctors told us, uh, you can't, you got to quarantine. You can't have any contact yeah. for 14 days. So that, that we felt like that decision was made for us yeah. in, in a sense, but we were f- feeling, um, uh, a struggle before that for the few days leading up to that. Well, what, what does wisdom look like here? What does love look like yeah. here? Yeah. Uh, we want to, we don't want to transmit it to someone. Right. The nature of this whole deal is we don't know if we have it. And, yeah. um, and so we certainly don't want to give it to somebody else. And, um, and the nature of it too is that it's not just affecting uh, people that aren't in my age group. It's it is affecting other people, and so I don't. I want to. I need to protect my kids, and need to you know need to protect my wife. And anyway, so um, I don't know. I don't know what to tell people as as to how they make uh, a decision. I would say let uh, love guide you. Ask God for wisdom, and let love guide you. How, how do I best love my neighbor? And yeah, um, I really like what Martin Luther has to say about navigating the plague in uh, the 1500s, the Black Plague or whatnot. He just said that our faith isn't uh, isn't brash and it's not foolhardy. Yeah. It's not foolhardy. So he, yeah. he's saying, I'm gonna I'm only going to do what's necessary and essential as far as contact goes. Mm-hmm. And if I need to be, um, you know, if I need to go to the front lines of this, so be it. But I'm not, I'm, um, but I'm not going to do anything I don't need to do in order. Yeah. To, so I want to prevent getting it. I want to prevent passing it on needlessly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I liked that. I've been, we've been trying to live, live with the counsel of that, that, uh, that man, uh, let's good. not go be foolhardy. Let's not be brass. Let's, let's just seek wisdom. Let's, yeah, let's really seek good. faith. I don't, 
Yeah. And then ultimately, I mean, if your doctor recommends something, go with that recommendation. No for doubt. Sure. Yeah. So, but that's helpful, man. Um, I, th- I think that is something is, is a, it's a, it's a, maybe an opportunity to embrace humility. Yeah. yeah. Um, is say, you know what? I don't know all that much about this. And the CDC, this organization put people like that, this organization knows a lot more about this than me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to, I'm going to submit myself to, subject matter experts yeah, and not try to be the subject yeah. matter expert all of a sudden in the, in crisis. I think, you know, yeah. so yeah. I'm going to, I think there's a sign of humility. I don't know it all. And, yeah, uh, I probably good. can't figure out everything I need to know by Google. There's some experts yeah. got <laughs> put in a place. Really? And so let's, wow. re- let's or, receive their recommendation. So you're saying not to go to Facebook yeah. and listen to everyone. Hey guys, there? what do you think? We should probably just do a podcast on that sometime. Yeah, really. How, how should we respond to anyway? It doesn't matter, but no, that's helpful, man. I'm just thinking, you know, as humble people coming to a situation that we're not, you know, we're, I'm not equipped to, to deal with a pandemic or what I personally should be doing. So who yeah. can we trust and who can we defer to? And, um, yeah, that's helpful. I've man. looked at this a lot as like, I'm on a ship, uh, I'm, I'm on a ship, like a big boat. I've just kind of had this picture. I'm on a big boat and I'm not part of the crew. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I got a small little community. My, my family and some other friends are on the boat and I'm not uh, given the responsibility to drive the boat or yeah. keep the boat safe. I So I'm going to listen if the yeah. crew and the captain are saying, you need to, we need to redistribute the weight. You need to go here. You need to go here. You need to uh, yeah. not... Um, we need you to not gather or whatnot for a little while so that we can mm-hmm. get through this yeah. storm. I'm just like, you're the captain. You're the you're the guy yeah. that God yeah. put as the that's captain. Wise. This is crew. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play ball with you guys. Yeah, that's, that's good wise. too. And I think an aspect to that we're getting really far off track. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm gonna skip my thought. And uh, yeah, that's re- that's really <laughs> good uh, kind of picture to think through of kind of our role in this. Yeah. Um, well, why don't we continue the conversation? Thank you first of all for sharing that and yeah. sharing your your experience. I'm sure that it's it's probably Probably something that a lot of people would maybe wonder if they should tell anyone, you know, yeah. if they're if they're walking through that. So I think that that's helpful to hear that mm-hmm. you're willing to share, and it's mm-hmm. not it's not like a shameful thing to mm-hmm. um, to have experienced this. But um, you know, you're you're an example of a Christian who has walked through this and had the 14 days of quarantine and stuff, and you experienced. Um, you experienced it with your family and whatnot. And Craig, you mentioned that there's a lot of other people out there with different situations, different social situations, um, and just different job situations. There's just so many different factors. And so I was just wondering, like, how, how should a Christian live faithfully in, in a time like this, specifically in times of trial, maybe, maybe more generally. Um, I mean, as we're thinking of this time of COVID-19 and the whole shutdown of non-essential jobs and stuff, it's a trial for many people. Yeah. How do, mm-hmm. how do we as Christians approach that? Yeah. Um, well, I think, I think that we approach it the same way we approach the rest of life. Like what counts is faith expressing itself through love. Like the, our mission, our design doesn't change in one way. So we hope in God, we uh, trust in his character and his promises and, and we rely on his strength and presence. And out of that, uh, we, you know, overflow with love for neighbor. And so I think that uh, nothing fundamentally changes here. However, I, I think um, this is a unique squeeze. Um, and uh, oftentimes Christians don't do very well with suffering. We as a church uh, can have a very distorted view of what faith looks like in yeah. this broken world. 
So I think uh, we need to quickly recover the biblical art of lament. Mm. And contrary to popular belief, um, faith and lament are uh, not mutually exclusive. Uh, we often think of lament and faith as a binary choice. It's mm. either or. Mm-hmm. You know, the light is on or it's off. I either, yeah. I either have faith yeah. or I have lament. Yeah. And that's not what the Bible teaches. And I think that actually... Um, if you embrace that, then you're going to cheapen your faith and mm. even even crush it. Mm. Uh, wow. So faith and and lament actually sustain and amplify each other. Uh, so people like the Puritans knew this well. I don't think we do that well right. as, a, as a, the evangelical church here uh, in this time. Uh, but the Bible the Bible's full of faithful suffering, and faithful suffering always involves lament and faith together, side by side. So the Psalms are full of it. So, um, again, faith and lament are not binary options. Uh, It's more like a quadrant. So if you can imagine a quadrant, uh, if you think of maybe the lower right side, you'll see that there's, that's where there's lament with no faith, or Mm. you can call that unrelenting despair. Yeah. And I think that's oftentimes what Christians are saying. We don't, we're not there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But that's, that's obviously not appropriate for a Christian to be an unrelenting despair, to have Mm. no faith, just to have lament. If you move over to kind of to the right, you still have uh, 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 no uh, faith, but you also have, or you move over to the left, you have no faith and no lament. So that would be Mm. like a stoicism, a Christian Mm, stoicism, which that's not biblical either. Uh, And that's where faith and realism are gone. Both both of them are gone. We're not designed for to be stoics. God's not stoic. And you move kind of up to the upper left corner, you'll see uh, that's the place where we would embrace faith and only faith and nothing but faith. And there's no place Mm. for lament. That's what maybe you could call naive optimism. Mm. Yeah. Uh, God's good. He's with me. And so everything is going to be great and groovy and all, you know, you know, there's no issues. This is all small. This is not, not a big deal. Pollyanna. Pollyanna. (laughs) And, um, and so I think that's not biblical either, the the naive optimism. And I think that's, that's where faith becomes cheap and even unrealistic. And I think you're actually, we're talking about loving neighbor. I don't think that's a winsome. To just yeah. say it's all good, nothing, no problems here. Yeah. I think that the where how we navigate uh, suffering as Christians is we we embrace faith and lament, and that's kind of the last quadrant, mm-hmm. the upper mm-hmm. right hand quadrant, where there's faith and lament, and you're holding them both. I think this is uh, what we can call faithful suffering. Yeah. So we're real about the brokenness of the world. We're real about uh, pain and grief, and but we're also real about a savior who yeah, is our hope that's and good. our savior. So. Yeah, I think this is the faith of the Bible. I think it's the faith of the Psalms. And I think, again, it will be this faith that's most, uh, most moves us to deeper and meaningful expressions of love. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so we gotta, I think we got to acknowledge things aren't right here. Yeah. Things really yeah. aren't right. And we can hurt and have weird, different feelings of grief and yeah. sadness and all that. But we also don't lose hope. So, Can yeah. you talk about that a little bit? That's a really good. What are some of the common uh, difficulties at this time that, you're, that you, you think folks are experiencing? And yeah. Um, you're talking about how we respond in those difficulties, but there's, uh, I mean, there's as many different experiences as there are people, I'm sure, but there's yeah. a, probably a few uh, common factors or common experiences that many of us at this unusual time are uh, are experiencing. Yeah, I, I think what you just said at the end there is, is right on that, um, you know, we all are experiencing this 
together. We're all right. experiencing the same thing, but we're not all experiencing the same thing in the same way. Mm-hmm. So we should we really need to avoid uh, thinking this is the way I should feel or this is the way I yeah. shouldn't feel. Yeah. I should be more like this guy or that that gal or whatnot. Uh, this isn't, um, it's all the same thing, but responses won't look like cookie cutters. Uh, yeah. so, I mean, I think, I think, uh, I, I've certainly experienced fear and helplessness yeah. and, um, you know, fear about people getting hurt or, you know, fear about the economy, helplessness. And what do I do? Uh, going stir crazy, not knowing what to do with my, with the, you know, being around my kids all day, every day, and then being stir crazy and irritated with each other. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've been feeling like, man, I got more time to think and I don't necessarily like having to sit with myself as much. Yeah. Some of those things are the, sir, I think are the common things people are going through. One of them, I think one of the most common issues that I don't think a lot of us are prepared for is loneliness. Yeah. And, um, I would say if you're lonely first, I would, I'd want to tell you, uh, that that makes a lot of sense for sure because God created us for society and not for solitude. Mm -hmm. So, uh, if we look at the Bible for first, first event or at the beginning of human history and at the beginning of the Bible, uh, we see that the the first problem is not sin. It's solitude. Mm. Okay. So God said, it's not good for man to be alone. Uh, and that's because we're inescapably communal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so listen to what I I pulled this quote uh, in preparation. Listen to what Tim Keller says. He says, Adam was not lonely because he was imperfect, but because he was perfect. The ache for friends is the one ache that is not the result of sin. Mm. This is the one ache that is part of his perfection. Adam had a perfect quiet time every day, 24 hours. He never had a, uh, a dry one, and yet he needed friends. Wow. So um, so what I would say is if you're lonely, that's actually a sign of health. It's actually good for you to have that ache for social connection. It's not a bad thing to feel lonely, hmm. uh, and you shouldn't feel guilty about yeah. being lonely. Um, yes, God is enough, and he's sufficient, but we just talked about Adam yeah. had him perfectly, yeah. and God, yeah. God was the one that prescribed the problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have me, I'm walking in the garden with you, and it's still not good. Yeah, first thing that wasn't um, good. So, you know, he's the one that said it's not good for man to be alone. So, hmm. um, loneliness is a longing for a very good thing, and so I'd encourage you, if you're feeling lonely, I felt it, uh, don't try to ignore it or squash it or minimize yeah. it or deny it. Um, uh, it's a good thing you want that. J.C. J. Ryle says this. He says, this world is full of sorrow because it's full of sin. It's a dark place. It's a lonely place. It's a disappointing place. I think we're all experiencing that right now. Yeah. He said, the brightest sunbeam in it is a friend. Hmm. Friendship halves our troubles and doubles our joys. Hmm. Wow. Okay, so uh, it's a good thing you want if you're lonely. Um and uh, here's a problem, though, is if you're feeling lonely, uh, you're, you're probably f- loneliness, solitude usually produces melancholy. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we're alone, we're the we're really the worst and, and, and saddest in mind. And and we tend to interpret everything in the worst of light when we're yeah. when we're feeling that way. You can lose perspective a little bit. right? Yeah. Mm. And the, t- the, the problem with is that when you feel like that. You feel like maybe I'm disqualified. You feel like this disqualifies me from being a friend. It keeps us from friends. Mm. So when we need friends the most, we neglect them. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I would say that, that that's a problem. We we got we actually got to press through that and see that friendship is a good thing. And uh, this, I'm not. I don't do good alone. I need to. I need to pursue 
connection. So that'd be the, the fourth thing I'd say is pursue connection. So yeah. you said this on your uh, podcast, I think yeah. last time, social distancing does yeah. not have to mean um, social disengagement, or maybe I said that you said in your, uh, in your last podcast that there's a difference between staying away and staying connected. Yeah. Uh, those, those two things can go together. And uh, so what I would encourage you to do if you're feeling lonely is don't wait for a good friend, but be a good friend. Oh, Pursue really connection good. by being a good friend. Yeah. Uh, um, like like love does, friends go first. So go first and pursue someone else. And, yeah, it's um, really good. If you're feeling lonely, pursue somebody. Don't wait. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's what I say about loneliness. I think that's that's probably a biggest it's one, one of the, the biggest ones. biggest deals people are going through right now. That's really good. What what thoughts would you have? Like I could I would foresee for for many people hearing that maybe there might be some who might say like you know. Uh, I hear what you're saying I, and, and I have been feeling lonely. And so I kind of thought maybe I would try and kind of go out and try and reach mm. out, but no one's reaching back. Yeah. Like, what mm-hmm. would you say to, to someone who's facing that? Um, uh, I'd be, it'd be, uh, make sense why they'd be disappointed or sad or demotivated to keep going. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, um, uh, I'm sad that that, that would be their case. The, 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 the truth about friendship is that there's only one friend that doesn't fail. Yeah, there's only one friend that doesn't disappoint. There's a, we only have one all sufficient friend. So I would mm. say keep that, keep that, uh, that friendship, the friendship of Jesus, uh, primary. See him as your all sufficient friend, and uh, and then keep trying because you because you have him, you can keep trying, and yeah. um, that's what I would. Yeah, I'd say keep you know bring that bring that sorrow and that loneliness to the Lord, and uh, and then keep keep going, keep yeah. trying. I was thinking on that as well, you know, there's a, there's a truth that this may not be the exact application of the verse friendship, but the idea to find life, you have to lose your life. Yes. And I think oftentimes the loneliness factor is just can become a sort of a self-fulfilling uh, kind of a thing because I'm looking inward and I'm feeling lonely and I'm continuing mm. to look inward. It's sometimes it's when I get my eyes off that legitimate, as you're saying, Caleb, that legitimate sense of ache in yeah. my soul yeah. and get my eyes on the Lord and on someone else and take initiative towards someone else, even if the perhaps the responses and all that I hope, then I resp- you know, maybe there's multiple people I can reach out to in some tangible way, but make make them the focus of my trying to come alongside them and uh, lose my life in the process rather than sort of uh, being overly self-focused, lose my life. And, and yeah. that's oftentimes where we find life. I find that I'm happiest when I'm uh, ultimately serving others, giving my life, taking initiative with others. The reality is I may want someone to take initiative with me, and that's not a yeah. bad that's not necessarily a bad desire, yeah. but it's when I am, when I am doing that thing, uh, when I am taking initiative that I find, and my eyes are off myself and on the other, that I yeah. find this is life. Yeah. This really is life. Yeah. yeah. It's it, really good. Yeah. What you're saying is a lot, it seems almost a, a lot of the times, like when you're, when you're taking initiative with others, you might be planting a seed of a relationship yeah. and, um, you know, and this is not to criticize anyone who's feeling anything in this time, um, but one aspect of it could be that if you're experiencing kind of loneliness and there's no one there to reciprocate, it could be that that it hasn't been until now that you realize you really needed to be investing in those relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it's, and it's a good time to start. Yeah. 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 yeah I think uh, the best time to dig the well of friendship is not in crisis. So right. if you're starting, uh, it's, it's not the best time to start, but I think you can still dig and yeah. actually yeah. probably get more bang for your buck when you're I think with so. each shovel kind of thing. I think you can go yeah. deeper and faster and, and a good friend too. It goes for a good friend goes first yeah. and a good friend doesn't stop. So be a good friend, yeah. be, be, uh, yeah. persevere, keep it, keep, uh, pursuing that person. That's good. 
Yeah. And, but don't be doing it thinking about how, what do I loneliness, get in be thinking right. about loving them, yeah, yeah. Like, right. like you're saying. Yeah, That's it's good. not it's not a what do I get in return. Uh, it's I'm going to do this so because I'm guaranteed a response. Yeah. It's I'm going to do this to honor the Lord and to love the other. Yeah. And that's, that's where you find life. That's yeah. really good, Caleb. Yeah. I think I actually just said that. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying the whole section that we just went through, but I'm, I'm Craig, just everything you say is always good too. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't get what you're saying. Sorry. Just, was that you reaching out? Did you need some reciprocation <laughs> there? Exactly. Hey, you know Craig. what? I'm just lonely. <laughs> and I just wanted to hear you say my name. Say, oh, give me a so little, funny. give me a prop there, man. You know? There uh, is something meaningful when people say your name. Craig. <laughs> Craig, it, yeah, that you know, good, Craig. That is nice to say people's names. Craig Cabanis. Yeah, it is nice to say uh, people's names. What's your middle names, name, Craig? Uh, t- uh, talk show, I mean, uh, podcast host. What, what's your middle name? Byron. Really? Like the poet. No way. Craig Byron. Yeah. So if I ever have to yell at you, I can say, You could do, Craig call, me Byron. My, my, call me my full name. <laughs> and I would say, oh, my, my mom's with the Lord, but she's come back. <laughs> Byron, nice. We're learning new things yeah. you know, during the podcast. Yeah, for sure. I think he was, I never looked him up, but I I think Lord Byron, the I think he was, a, he wasn't a great guy, right? Do you I, don't know? Know. I don't I know. I don't know many poets. Someone, someone who knows literature will say, I, I don't know if he was like, I don't know what he was. Rob Black. Yeah, we have with Rob right Black, in. exactly. Is Rob Black? Yeah, Rob, write He's us an English. email, let yeah, us know. Guy. Yeah. Should yeah. I claim him as my namesake? Because I thought my mom told me that one time, but should I claim him as my namesake yeah. or was he a scoundrel? <laughs> We're way off. Yeah, we are. We are. Um, (laughs) Let me let me bring us back on track. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I talked about loneliness. Loneliness. I talked about loneliness, but just uh, and Craig, that counsel was perfect uh, on uh, on (laughs) how to to deal with loneliness. Um, But you might not be feeling lonely. You might. You might. There's this. This brings about a range of emotions. Again, yeah. don't be, yeah. we all are experiencing this, but we're not all experiencing it the same way. And don't put the the weight of should or shouldn't, you know, on, on yeah. you. I shouldn't be feeling lonely. That's not what the Lord would be saying. I don't think right. you, you yeah, should be good. feeling lonely. I think other ones are, are, are anxiety and fear. And we've talked a lot about that. Yeah. But actually, uh, if you're putting your weight, this weight on you, I shouldn't be feeling fear. I don't think you're, I don't think you're talking to yourself like Jesus is talking to you. Yeah. Um, first, it makes a lot of sense that you'd be anxious or afraid. This is a scary world. It's probably yeah. more surprising that more people aren't anxious yeah. uh, or afraid. We're not secure. We're not safe. Um, and I think uh, uh, with with anxiety or fear or anger or or sadness or um, whatever you're experiencing, I think they're all like these this knock on the door of your heart from the Lord. They're, they're invitations. Mm, yeah. So if you're feeling afraid, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling um, like you're running to other things, you want to just be distracted, those are, if you're feeling angry, those are knocks on your heart. And the Lord's saying, mm-hmm. what, what is that about? Yeah. And, and come, come sit with me, oh, come good. fellowship with me in this. Yeah. Um, so that's, really I, I, that's one that thing is. I've been really experiencing is I've experienced various range of emotions as uh, Take these as invitations. Take these as invitations to go yeah. to the Lord and uh, commune with Him. So that's really, yeah, good. that's really rather than seeing it, seeing it as an invitation, totally takes the natural emotion that we we're experiencing and uh, makes it a real positive. Because yeah. if I can engage the Lord through this and encounter Him, uh, I mean, that's the ultimate. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love that. That's I love fantastic. that uh, idea and approach. I'm gonna take that one home with me. Yeah. yeah. Could I ask you one thing about that? 
too. Like you're, you're, um, you're kind of talking through, you know, loneliness, anxiety, fear, Mm -hmm. maybe anger too could be an aspect of it. I mean, we're facing a lot of different, everyone's facing kind of a unique situation. Some people are facing sickness while others are facing, you know, financial struggle. Right. And maybe they're feeling really angry. Like who, who, uh, who gave the government the right to do this or that and shut me down and now I'm trying to figure out how to pay my bills, that sort of thing. So there can be anger too. Um, what would you say to someone who's maybe, you know, before this, before we started recording, we were kind of talking about personality types, specifically like introverts versus extroverts. Um, and there might be some people who are finding, you know, I'm, I'm shut down at work. I have to stay home. They might be finding this time especially refreshing and yeah. saying, you know, OK, I'm not going to go anywhere, that kind of thing. Um, and so there there could be some positives in yeah. that. But are there any dangers? Are there any landmines that that someone like that might need to watch out for? Yeah. Well, I'd say you could worship the Lord in either. You, you might be, again, this is going to hit us all differently and personality types uh, comes into play. So to some of us, this is going to feel like a feast. Yeah. And some yeah. of this is going to feel like a fast. Yeah. And uh, you, both of those are occasions for worship, feast yeah. and yeah. fast. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, but I, I think, it, you know, for the example that you gave, the introvert that's sort of happy and satisfied, uh, you know, I, I guess I would I would encourage that person to remember their design and remember, are you, um, you know, uh, going back to how we're supposed to live, faith expressing itself through love. How are you expressing mm-hmm. love to other people who don't feel the same way? Who the, the very the the thing that's a feast for you is a fast. fast people are yeah. starving next door to you, or uh, you know, the people that usually are in your office are, are miserable. Yeah. So how can you use? the state you're in to encourage them or, or, or cheer them up or, or uh, pray for them or whatnot. So I would, I would say just don't be self-focused. Yeah. Going back to self-focused yeah. I'm not made like this. And, mm-hmm. and don't be saying things either to yourself or, or to other people. Everybody should just be enjoying this and this yeah. is wonderful. Oh, and this is a yeah. gift. And yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Not. Sure. So we're all experiencing it differently. So yeah. what I said about, uh, uh, we shouldn't be putting shoulds and should nots yeah. on our back. We also shouldn't be doing that to other people. You should yeah. be yeah. happy. You know, you get right. more family time or you should be, yeah. you shouldn't feel. You're getting less, paid and you're not having to work yeah. during this time yeah. or something like exactly. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. That goes back to that reaching out to others and building relationship yeah. maybe in this time of, of really listening to someone saying like, how is this affecting you? Yeah. You know, yeah. how, how are you walking through this? What what does your heart feel like in this time? Are you, are you kind of that introvert who's saying like, now I have time to watch yeah. my movies and yeah. stuff? Or, or whatever yeah. it is you want to do, or um, or are you the person who's kind of freaking out like socially? Are you yeah. freaking out financially? You know, how can mm-hmm. we be there for one another and really listen and empathize? Uh, I think that's really good advice to stay away from the shoulds and shouldn'ts because yeah. I, I feel like there's so much of that self talk that can really be kind of self destructive in times like this. Put you know heaping guilt on our shoulders yeah. that doesn't belong yeah. there. You just said the perfect word, man. Listening. Yeah. You know, lis- listening, seeking to empathize, seeking to understand. That's a biblical command uh, to uh, to bear one another's burdens. Right. Uh, and so those aren't your burdens, but you're called to bear someone else's burdens. Yeah. You're called to mm. compassion. The whole idea of compassion is get in someone else's coffin. Yeah, yeah. It's not a coffin for you. It's a retreat for you, but get in their coffin yeah. with them. Wow. And, uh, and so seek to understand them. Take a learner's posture. Yeah. Uh, really not good. everyone's experiencing this the same way. Yeah, so. that's exactly right. That's really great. That's just not, that would be a, a primary way you could love other yeah. people, express yeah. love yeah. at the time is listen, learn. That's really good, man. Yeah. Well, very good. Do hey, you go ahead? Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Well, I have a question. Did, did you, anything else that's on your heart to share about this? Just how to, how to process, how to walk through a time like this that maybe you've been thinking about, but haven't, haven't said yet. 
Yeah, I, I didn't say, I think if whatever emotions you're experiencing, look at them as a invitation from the Lord. Also look at them as a message. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what message? Why, why am I anxious? What have I been trusting in? Mm. Um, uh, have I been trusting in my job or my my my, my retirement or, you know, wh- why am I angry? Uh, yeah. Am I thinking God is unjust? Am I being mistreated? Am I, who's in control? Was God in control? So I think there's a message yeah. also with any emotion. There's an invitation to come to the Lord, but there's also a message. God, and God wants to give you a That's message really for your good. good. So I'd say that. And then I'd also say this, um, this is something I've learned in us going through this the last 14 days. I encourage each of you to, to press into this is, is lean into your dependent design and ask others for help. Yeah. Whether you uh, need to stay, you're sick and you need to stay in your home for 14 days or you're, um, uh, you know, I, I don't know, uh, you're, you need help with your kids, homeschooling your kids. You have no idea. You've never done this before. It's just a great opportunity yeah. to uh, press into our dependent state. So basically yeah. embrace humility and yeah. ask for help. And so, guys, I'm telling you, I do not like asking for help. Right. I uh, am like a do-it-myself Person, I get in a lot of trouble in like home projects because uh, <laughs> I, I want to change the toilet, uh, whatever myself, and I end up getting in trouble and calling for help when I'm yeah. absolutely desperate. But I am, um, so I'm proud. But God, but God does bless the humble, yeah. and it's an act of humility. <laughs> the fact, he called it the whatever was yeah. a good sign, wasn't it? Yeah, because it's I'm always your, whatever. I'm in with, your boat. Your yeah, it's whatever. I, it's project. a whatchamadoodle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, to communicate the need uh, for assistance is humility, and and I'll tell you one of the things that will I'll take away from my experience of this is the way people showed up and they've, you know, it's more, most blessed to give than to receive. Yeah. People feel, seem to be blessed when yes. they're coming up for us. People have come people and drop help. things, dro- dropping to- uh, pa- toilet paper and, and meals and all this yeah. at our door. Mm, yeah. and, uh, and, and one of the wonderful things is my kids are watching. Yeah. They don't, uh, they don't know what to think. They're kind of, you know, they're probably confused with us, but they're seeing, God's people Whatever. drop food yeah. at our door. We're, can't, we're helpless. We can't go to yeah. the store. We can't feed our own kids yeah. one way. And uh, and so I think it's a real... Um, oh, that's great. Uh, like right now, it's really impactful for them. They're seeing Christ, Christ's great love for us through his through his church, operating yeah. through his church. So, oh, that is anyway, great. so lean into really your dependence, good. ask for help. It's okay. We're all weak. We're yeah. all needy. Yeah. We're not just needed. And we're this all is needy. showing it. This is revealing. That's the kindness of suffering is, uh, you, none of us want suffering, but it does reveal places that we lived with the illusion that we've got it together. Yeah. Uh, we don't, we're yeah. vulnerable and, yeah. and you look at help. That's not our design. We've all no. we've always been needy. We've always been interdependent. Right. And, uh, and, uh, so this is a great opportunity yeah. to just press into, Oh yeah, I, I can't, I f- act like I'm not needy anymore. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, I have to come to terms with it. And so ask for help. Yeah. Right. Well, I have one last question for you, Caleb. And that is, um, most of the folks that listen are probably from Grace Church, uh, that listen to this podcast. Uh, but you know, one of your responsibilities is you're the pastor that, um, that oversees groups in the life of the church. Uh-huh. So each of the pastors are connecting with the groups right now. And, mm-hmm. and it, we always are connecting with people, but you have the broader picture because you're connecting. That's part of what you do is connect with the leaders and stuff like that. So uh, how, how would you say the church, the groups are doing, how's the church doing? If you just had yeah. to say generally, obviously different situations, but overall people that are listening who've only talked to six other people yeah. on a zoom call wonder like, how's my church? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Have, have you felt <laughs> that? like, I don't yeah, see yeah. people on Sunday morning and I can't say, Hey, How's it going? And yeah, well, you told me right. that last week. I don't know. Oh, look who's so and so has got a casted. It got a, their ankles yeah. in a cast. What happened? Uh, and yeah. this person. Uh, oh, there's their baby. They had a baby. And yeah. 
you don't know, except you see people in a Zoom call, you see yeah. your little yeah. community group, which is wonderful, yeah. but you're seeing a lot of them. Yeah. So how's the church doing for those yeah. in the congregation are going, eh, how are we well, doing? Thanks for that opportunity. I, I, I would say I'm very encouraged, very, uh, very encouraged by God's work in our midst and very proud of the way our people are oh. stepping up and caring for one another, loving one another. This is a common challenge. This isn't easy for anybody or for most people. Uh, we describe some people that might be seeing this as a, as quite a retreat, but right. this isn't easy for most people. And, um, I've seen our people really, uh, coming together. I mean, people are now meeting weekly. Yeah. It's become their lifeline. They can't watch sports anymore. They don't have the interaction <laughs> with their, their coworkers. This has become a lifeline. I've seen yeah. people describe it as yeah. a lifeline and we're getting to know one another in deeper ways. I think love mm. one another and know one another in deeper ways. So as we're zooming, we're, uh, you know, we are, uh, you know, doing it from our living room yeah. and, uh, we're, we're able to share our pets or our, our yeah. dining table or whatnot. And so I, I, I've sensed people are, are showing up for one another. They're getting to know one another better and oh, they're really loving great. one another. So that's all I've seen. I got limited data, but I've, uh, people who are in our groups are, I think, experiencing a new level of community, yeah, a new level of mutual ministry, a new uh, level of what the church being the church means. Yeah, I, I think I that's it. what I, that's what I'm seeing from my perspective. Yeah, that is so great. Yeah, and thank God for the technology. You know, 20 years ago, if this had happened, uh, folks, and it's happened all throughout history, there's been situations like this, but uh, 20 yeah. years ago, people wouldn't have experienced what we're experiencing right now. So, I mean, you made that, Jared made that point on the podcast a while back, you know, we, uh, we can curse social media for its various, uh, inherent weaknesses, but it's got inherent strengths as well as yes. a, as a means of yeah. communication and the same as all these other technologies. So, mm-hmm. well, thanks yeah. for continuing to connect with the groups and, uh, the group leaders in particular and helping them, uh, walk through this time. And I, and my observation, though it's more limited than yours is exactly the same. We're really blessed with wonderful folk and and great leaders, great, great small group leaders yeah. who've really jumped in like nothing's happened yeah. and just like hey, what's okay, you know what's next? Let's just mm-hmm. navigate this new reality, and uh, have all you know learned some, some of them have learned some new technology and have related in some new ways. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're going for it, and I'm, I'm for thankful sure. thankful for the leaders. Um, One of our small group leaders said this. I, I, I would love to quote him. It's Chris Vogel saying, "He said we're built for a time like this. Christians, our church, our community wow. group were built." For such a time. Wow. And, uh, that's encouraging. He hit it right on. And uh, I think that's what we're experiencing. Yeah, that's, that's excellent. Very good. Well, uh, man, Caleb, thank you so much for the time you put into preparing for this conversation and uh, the time you, you, you're you taking out of your day. Um, of course, I'm sure you're you're looking for any opportunity to get out yeah. of this point. <laughs> yep. He's going to be out of the house for a full 24 hours, yeah, I think. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, man, thank you so much for the way you serve us. You mm. serve our church. You're you're Absolutely. a real gift to us and, and the way you serve our people. And I just, I, I really uh, feel like in all the places that there's emotional health, there's emotional stability in our people. I just see your fingerprints there. And just for sure. The gifts that God has given you to minister to us, um, you know, just are invaluable and so thank you for for just pouring yourself out i mean your hair is getting a little bit grayer since you moved here and Uh you're just you're you're working so hard and you you just pour your heart out for the people around you and so just thank you for that and you're an example to all of us man so yes thank you man thanks bro thanks for having me it's It's a joy everyone listening i love you it's a joy to to 
be in this church in the, in the midst of God to work in our in our community with each of you. Yeah. Well, mm. Craig, thank you uh, as here, well. Um, and uh, I won't laud you as much. You're here all the time. You're, I'm here all the time. I'm like the furniture. I'm like the table here. <laughs> <laughs> Man, well, no, thank you. I, no, thank you uh, for being here and uh, for uh, you know just your your part that you're playing and kind of helping to lead through this mm. this weird time. You know, it's a weird it's a weird time to be a church, but at the yeah. same time, it's an encouraging time yeah. because by God's you know, grace, all, we were built for this, right? That's yeah, right. For all the yeah. reasons we we're talking about. So, anyways, well, thanks, guys. We'll talk to you uh, soon. Thanks to you, our listeners, as always, for listening, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Bye bye.